Good morning, Bogerto. Buenos dias. This is Shanna Fold here with the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm here to give you the headlines so you can get caught up quickly. You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Wednesday, August 18th, 2021 in the Gregorian calendar and the 10th of Elul, 5781 in the Hebrew calendar. I have been sick with a head cold the last few days and I'm not feeling well. I feel weak and sleepy. I got a COVID test Monday that turned out negative, but I'm going to go and get another one today or tomorrow just in case. If you can hear it in my voice, if you hear my voice sounding a little bit different this week, that is why. Today's show is going to be short because I am in need of a nap already and I'm super tired and sleepy, but I just wanted to do the podcast very badly. So I put together what I could and after this, I am going to lay down. Now, let's get to the news. Syrian media is reporting that Israel struck an area with two missiles on the other side of the Golan Heights in Syria Tuesday night. Footage from the Israeli side of the fence shows something flying through the air and then exploding. The Syrian Observatory for Human Rights reported that the strike was targeting Iranian fighters operating out of bases that are throughout Syria. Israel is trying to dismantle Iranian efforts to destroy Israel, which the regime has time and again said they are working on accomplishing. Israel's defense forces rarely comment on Syrian airstrikes. Ecologists are worried about the damage the large-scale fire in the Jerusalem area will have on the environment. We've been reporting that 25,000 dunams, or about 6,200 acres of woodlands, were torched as a wildfire ripped through the Jerusalem hills, starting on Sunday and lasting for a couple of days. Environmental Protection Minister Tamar Zandberg reviewed the area on Tuesday and said the damage is unfathomable and says that whole ecosystems have been wiped out. The fire chief believes the blaze was started by man, but is unsure if it was intentional or just negligence. The temperatures were apparently so intense that environmentalists are worried about the insects that were underground. Worried that the insects were not doing okay underground from the high temperatures on the, on the ground surface. They say that at least the nature reserves in the surrounding areas were not harmed, which gave the deer and gazelle a place to flee as the flames raged on in the Jerusalem hills. The Taliban spoke by phone with, phone with Israel's Khan TV station in an interview that Israeli producers are not quite convinced the Taliban realized was an Israeli TV station. Israel's public broadcaster asked about Zebulon Simantov, the only Jewish person living in Afghanistan today. Of course, there used to be a thriving Jewish community in Afghanistan, but that is no longer the case. The Taliban spokesperson took the call in English and said he didn't even know about the last Jew. He went on to say the Taliban does not harm minorities and that the Sikh and Hindu communities in Afghanistan can maintain their religious freedom. He says he doesn't know why people feel that they need to fear for their lives and run away. He insists the implementation of Sharia law will not bring more deaths, but will instead bring peace and stability. If this is news to you, I'll explain. 
After 20 years, the United States military withdrew all forces from Afghanistan, where it was trying to be a stabilizing force in the country and create democracy there. Now, the Taliban, which has been kept at bay by the U.S. military, is taking over the entire country. Just a day ago, Israel's Prime Minister Naftali Bennett spoke via phone with India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi. The two discussed the Afghan crisis, as the Taliban in Afghanistan is located close enough to Iraq and Lebanon to coordinate with terror groups living in those countries as well. Of course, Israel is monitoring this. Modi tweeted out that it was a pleasure to speak with Naftali Bennett via phone and says the two reviewed all areas of India-Israel cooperation and agreed on the tremendous potential of their strategic partnership in terms of tech and innovation. Bennett replied saying their relationship has endless potential. This was all on Twitter, by the way. Thank you to aspiring Indian diplomat Yogesh Kumar for bringing this story to our attention and for making up a great drawing of the two leaders for our social media page Kumar is in India and he cares very much about India-Israel relations and brought to our attention that Modi and Naftali Bennett had a meaningful phone call just a day ago. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News, send over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash israeldailynews slash support. Subscribers will get a handwritten thank you note and a little poem that I come up with myself to let you know how thrilled we are to have your support. Thank you for your interest in being up to date on Israeli affairs. Israeli politics are world politics. We have one central link in the show notes, which you can click on, and it'll take you to the page where you too can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. You can check out our website at israeldaily.news. We fixed it again, just in case you were unable to access it. So check that out at israeldaily.news. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's number one. Number two, you can share the show with a friend. And number three, you can follow us on social media at israeldaily.news, as well as Shanna Fold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. Again, our social media page is israeldaily.news, and you can see that image that I was telling you about that Kumar put together of the two prime ministers speaking. He did a nice little caricature. It's pretty cute. The U.S. state of Arizona is discussing whether or not it needs to legally stop working with Ben & Jerry's. Ben & Jerry's is the ice cream company that some weeks ago decided and declared not to distribute their frozen treats throughout the West Bank. They say they're boycotting because they don't believe Israel should be occupying the area. Arizona is now the eighth state to ask Unilever, the parent company, to comply with a 2016 law that makes it illegal to boycott Israel or businesses under its control. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. I am so sleepy. Today is Wednesday, August 18th, 2021. Tel Aviv has a low of 24 degrees Celsius and a high of 31 degrees. That's 76 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 88 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. Thank you to our business development intern, Farah Fold, who's helping us with our website and reaching out to other businesses who might want to work and collaborate with the Israel Daily News, as well as Yogesh Kumar from India, who's responsible for some of the artwork that you'll see in our Instagram page. Plus, of course, Michelle Milner for her social media work. I'll send you off today with... 
Tamid Kadima or Always Forward in English by Subliminal and Trip L. Have a great and productive day. I guess it's the way of the world The life is filled with great things The task of Kadima Lona, ya